Hello there, and welcome to the latest episode of the Sith Takers Snapshots podcast. I'm your host for today, Rich Polly, and I should stop saying for today because it's mostly just me unless I'm doing something else. Joining me today is, um, he's promised not to eat unless he's on mute, Liam Baker. I just said I wasn't eating, didn't promise not to. How's your how's your encounter with a mean lock in the basement going? Well, the one mean lock's dead, but there's still one, two, three, four, five of them. Okay, this is it's, fun. It's nice that you're concentrating on the uh, on the content, the quality content that our listeners deserve. <laughs> it's all right. I've already got the uh, the pages open for the tournaments. All right, cool. Uh, I'm going to make sure to ask you lots of questions. Um, and oh, God, force, please no. Force Tim to do a bleep when you swear when you die. So let's go. Um, also joining us today, it's not Ben Hibbert. He's uh, packing up his house because he's moving house this week. So um, you're lucky people. You don't have to listen to him um, sniffing and coughing his way through another 90 minutes of your commute. So, um, But instead, we've got another... A fairly short fella, but with significantly more hair and a much better accent. It's Aurelian Goudre. How's it going, man? Yeah. Uh, hi. That's uh, I'm doing very well. Thank you. Did Did you like the quasi compliment? Not quite oh, yeah. a compliment, but not quite an insult. Is that? Oh, what is it? I'm not sure. Uh, I am fine <laughs> with people calling me short now. I, I accept it. <laughs> it's okay. We we've, we've always got to be nice to you anyway, because your best friend is a scary man who knows kung fu or something so yeah, that, that's my uh, that, that's my uh, <laughs> best quality that i can make friends with people that can fight for me <laughs> you know it's uh, i think it's the politician's way isn't it <laughs> anyway so uh, we mentioned last week that you were going to be joining us um because uh, you did very well in the milan world's qualifier so um first of all congratulations because very well means you won it um we don't just invite any old tournament winner on here, just, you know, the ones with World's Qualifier written after <laughs> Come on then, let's go. Um how did you find the how did you find the event? Did you enjoy it? Um the event was uh very good. The venue was uh, nice. We had table space and um the mat were was weren't um great, but they were okay. Okay. And uh, P4 organized it uh, very well, and uh, it kind of saved us as well because we had like some problems. Uh, some dodgy Italian, the... some dodgy Italian Airbnb owner yeah. trying to rip you, rip you off for, for yeah, all pretty, of your euros. Pretty much, we almost uh, had to. Uh, uh, we almost had nowhere to sleep on the on Friday night with. Um, uh, Andrew and Elwin, and that was a bit scary to be honest because everything was a dumpster fire, and I didn't even take off the plane to uh, <laughs> to, uh, to Milan. Okay, so, so you got that sorted out with the help of the friendly friendly local TOs, um, being Pifo, um, who's amazing and literally would probably have driven you back to his house, um, even in Florence, even though it's far away. Um, be like, it's all right, we'll all sleep here and I'll drive you back in the morning. Um, because he's that kind of guy. Um so you um you took resistance. So we have to be a little bit circumspect about this because we spent most of last week talking about resistance with Robin about the, the Lando list, but you took something different. Did you take what we're now happily calling La Belle Baguette, which is the 4070s plus Zori? 
Uh, yeah, uh, I took that uh, list. I wasn't, um, to be honest, I almost didn't take um, resistance um, because uh, I was not feeling that much confident uh, in the list in a single tournament setting mm-hmm. because I always played the, the list uh, in a team tournament setting and I knew that there were some very tough matchup that... Um, that were in the tournament that uh, were like very hard to handle for me, mm-hmm. uh, like the bombers or um, the the bombers are by far uh, the the worst matchup for the list. Yeah, it and, doesn't really like the Han Solo things. Uh, like it can deal with him, but it doesn't like him because he can really hurt the T seventies with his shots, but. Yeah, it's kind of a um, uh, a damage race against uh, Han most of the time. I'd say it's 50-50, depends mm-hmm. in, if you can kill uh, Luke fast enough, uh, which didn't happen in my only loss of the weekend against uh, Elliot Clayton. I yeah. hope I didn't butcher the name. <laughs> no, no, you, uh, you, you did a much better job of his name than I did with yours at the start, so it's all good. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean... So the list that you were that you're flying with is four T seventies. So the the kind of the combo I think is um, Vanessa Doza, Jess Pava, Eloasti, Snap Wexley, and then Zori Bliss. Is that right? Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the combo. Okay, it's uh, there's the there's the various other options and choices. And do you run the swarm tactics on? Elo? Yeah, yeah, I okay. think uh, swarm tactics is. Um the most important uh, upgrade in the whole list with uh, tied with Plasma Torp mm-hmm. because um, it's uh, enable uh, the I-5 kill um, yeah. with Jess, which is very important um, even more in the uh, Empire matchup because um, uh, I am, um, you need, uh, f- for example, for the Empire matchup, you need to kill uh, Jonas fast uh, you need to init kill Jonas, otherwise um, it's going to uh, snowball a bit out of control. Mm-hmm. So um, you need swarm tactics uh, at least for this matchup to um, yeah enable some init kill and get uh, ahead in the damage race early. Yeah, because... it also prevents initiative kills, doesn't it? Like yeah. If Jess has got one health left, you can fly in and be like, I'm going to get a double modded four dice attack on you now. Um, you know, yeah, exactly. before I'm going to get this double modded four dice attack. Um, cool. Um, if you just want to chat through, like, we, we've got the um, the Longshanks event open. Was it Longshanks? Yeah, it was Longshanks. Yeah. So we've got the Longshanks event open. Um, like, what was the meta like in the room? Because I mean, so a couple of things. But before we go into the list, I want to I want to say um, this was another underattended Worlds qualifier. It happened on the same weekend as the UK Worlds qualifier, but I don't know if there was a huge impact. Like a bunch of UK players um, opted to go to Milan instead of opting to go to London because it fundamentally worked out at about the same cost between a cheap flight and hotels. Um, and Milan was announced a little bit earlier. So a, a bunch of the guys from Sheffield um, went up there um, to, to to play and basically ended up kind of making up 
uh, half of the top eight or something stupid. And then you guys went over from France as well. Some people went from Ireland. Um, sad thing is, is that I think there was only like 11 Italian players um, at the Italian World Qualifier. Um, and I think from like what I've read on the internet, basically the Italian community have essentially just said, look, we're not interested in 2.5. If you run a 2.0 tournament, we'll turn up for it. But nobody wants to play this game. Um, they're a little bit more colourful in their choice of militant, um, uh, hostile, uh, <laughs> um, I mean, abrasive. Uh, like, all right, we 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 get the we get the picture, Liam. You don't have to start another war with the Italian X-wing community this week. It's not um, another one. The other one hasn't one. ended. <laughs> Ongoing skirmishes. Um, so, like, it's just, it's a, it's a massive shame. And, you know, we've looked at wh why, and we've discussed why in the past the World's Qualifier events aren't always being as well attended as, you know, they used to be. And obviously we know that the game has got smaller. Um, there is something to do with notice. There is something to do with cost. Um, you know, the cost, and we talked about it, the London Qualifier last week, you know, it was 50 quid for a ticket. Um, which, you know, as as we discussed, if it's not X-Wing, then they'll sell that space to 40k without batting an eyelid. Um, so, you know, as long as they're deciding to run events at the LGT or wherever, then you, you need to spend that amount of money. It's just, it's a real pity that across two big European Worlds qualifier events that in the before times would have, you know, pulled in a couple of hundred people each, more, or at least 100 people each, more than likely that, you know, they're giving away a flight to 25, 26 people. Um, but, I mean, congratulations, Aurelian, for winning a flight. Now you don't have to pay for your flight to Worlds next year, so that makes it more achievable. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I mean... I would have attended anyway, but I, it's it's very uh, good for my, uh, my overall money, I guess. <laughs> Good for the bank balance. It means that you can go to Orlando and visit Disney World before you go to Worlds. So yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm trying to uh, to uh, planify that. So, and, uh, um, just to to very quickly talk through um, the main event in Milan. Uh, so, uh, the King of Swiss was. Uh, so, you played four rounds of Swiss on day one. Uh, yeah. The King of Swiss was Kester Smith from Steel City, so one of the Sheffield team, using his first order list that he's had a, a lot of practice with, a lot of reps. Um, so, uh, Nightfall, Wrath, Kylo Ren, Three Whispers, and then Malarus and Gallic in, in TIE FOs. So, a lot of jamming um, and a lot of kind of reliance on those bullseyes to get double modded attacks lined up, um, which he's he's very good at. So, um, a cheeky little 4 0 for him. Um, and then basically, uh, Pour one out for poor Tom Veal, um, who finished in ninth place on three and one, the only three and one not to make cut. Um, he's gone full try hard now to try and win his uh, win his world's invite because he took Han Solo, Harrison Dulla in the A-Wing, Luke and Bodica in the Fang. So uh, Swarm Tactics Hera to get Bodica shooting up at six as well. Uh, very nice. Um, and then, yeah, um, we had, what, three British... Two Italian, one Irish, uh, and two French in the yeah. in the top. Um, I I need to do a quick shout out for um Hernan Gorosito, who uh, is, uh, I think he's 
a German player who lives in Ireland. He's a bit like Kevin Conrad, um, and he's um, he's gone over there kind of as a reasonably, like it's his first big event overseas, like out of club. And he's flown um, the three Siege of Coruscant arcs, um, Obi-Wan Kenobi in a CLT, um, Delta 7, and Kickback, uh, Siege of Coruscant Kickback. Um, so he's spent that five points on on an I five Obi, um, and he's gone three and one, and he's made it into cut. So um, I'm gonna give him a bit of a shout out as well. Um, yeah, he was my top four uh, match. It was uh, great, and he uh, also I think he had a win against like uh, I think he beat Corentin. Yeah, he beat Corentin round two, and Dan, uh, and he. Play he beats uh, Erwan or the French FO player mm-hmm. as well. So he he had like a very tough um, pairings overall. I think so. That's yeah. That was very impressive. Yeah. So like round one he beat Danathy. Round two he beat Corentin. Round three he beat Milan. Um, round four he lost to Kester. So he was playing off for King of Swiss. Um. I mean, yeah, uh, it's uh, it's an interest. Like just looking down the the kind of the spread of factions, there is a nice spread of of factions. There's a couple of rebels, one resistance in the in the top cut, uh, two FOs, uh, one republic, one imperial, one scum. So the only question mark one not represented at all, yeah, is separatists. <clears throat> yeah, but there was n- there were no separatists list in the tournament, like in Ter- London. Turns out, if you'd brought separatists to Milan, you would have made cut because every faction that was represented made cut. Yeah, exactly. So, um, what was your uh, What was your favorite game of the uh, of the event? Oh. Like you, you've played what seven games? Yeah. yeah what was your favorite one? Uh, definitely my top eight match against Corentin. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, we weren't very happy to face each other because we finished fourth and five of Swiss. And uh, this th- this was the reason. Um, this matchup was the reason I uh, was uh, hesitating to uh, take Forex um, for and Zori, because it was um, it was bombers on uh, bomber three bombers Vader and Vizier with Death Trooper mm-hmm. on uh, Scramble. So it, it was like the combo of the worst list I could face on the worst uh, my worst scenario. Mm-hmm. And um, but um, well, the the match was like had a very um, uh, friendly uh, um, atmosphere, I guess. Even though it was a top cut match, mm-hmm. and um, the the game was great. Uh, I I diced him very bad, uh, like for the first few turn. I in it killed uh, Jonas, who is like. Well, we run back the the numbers like thirty or forty percent chance, and um, I mean rolling better is a valid strategy, right? Exactly, and uh, uh, I had like a very big um, uh, lead, and until a uh, he, he started rolling back and uh, into the game, and uh, at eighteen thirteen. I miss a. I just do misplay and for and uh, I um, do not take a second 
objective uh, which would have have given me the win it was not mm -hmm. road dependent i just like uh, completely uh, forgot about the objective and i just uh, thought that i had to kill rimmer to win and mm -hmm. uh, because of that he gets he then kills two of my ships get back at um uh, 1919 yeah it was 1919 yeah and uh the last turn uh he i succeed in killing rimmer and uh I, it was yeah 1919 i succeed in killing rimmer for three points and one objective uh no and two objectives and he kills um one of my ship and get one objective and we end up tying uh at the end of the the time at 24 24 so we had to road roll the match. Yeah. And I ended I up winning. Like... I saw the video. I saw yeah. the video and uh, the little uh, dice under little um, cupcake covers. Um, yeah, and like great. revealing at the same time. And then Corentin collapses on the floor. And a... it, it was like, I think, uh, hands down, it's the best match I've played uh, of X Wing I've played in my life. Mm -hmm. uh, it was very back and forth. And. Uh, uh, there was like a lot of hype and, and stuff, and the finish was great. I mean, it helps in that situation that you two are, you know, really good friends as well, yeah. because it's all being played in the right spirit. You know, it's not um, it's not kicking off, and there's no tension to the thing, and you both know that whoever wins, the other one's going to be happy enough for them. Like, sad yeah. not to win, but you know, pleased for your friend to be progressing. So, friendly fire and cut is rough though, because you play each other so much. You know, like I've played so many people from the club so many times. Like when you meet people from the club and cut, you're not playing the lists; you're playing against each other. The ships are almost an irrelevance. You know, it's who executes based on what they know their opponent's going to do, and it's bluff and double bluff, and it's more like poker. So yeah, it's very interesting. Um, cool. I'm just gonna have a quick discussion about Matteo Benatti's list. Um, so he took scum. Uh, so we like to call out the scum players that do well because everyone says they're crap at the minute. So uh, Dengar and a jump master with Gar Saxon Gunner and punishing one on R5P8. Uh, two rogue class starfighters, Dirge and Cad Bane, with um, an assortment of cannons and things like that on them. So you've got a sync laser cannon on Cad Bane and a proton cannon on Dirge. And then the Mandalorian with the child, Mandalorian optics and the title. So a free illicit. Probably false transponder codes, maybe contraband cybernetics um, on that ship or pick, depending on what you're going to come up against. Um, what do you think of that list, Liam? Like anything scum is good, right? <clears throat> well, I is say it... good, it's fun. Uh-huh. So the fact, like, he's got the staples in there, and by staples, we're talking... Oh no, Dirge. the only real stable is it, it's Sturge. Scumless yeah. building really starts at 10 points because you normally take Fen and Dirge, but mm -hmm. I think he clicked the wrong Fang on the list builder and took Cad Solus instead. He hasn't got Cad Solus, he's got Cad Bane. He's got your dreamy red eye. You're playing Baldur's Gate 3, aren't you? He's got your. No, I'm he's looking got at your, it dreamy, now. your dreamy red eyed. I oh, know, but I know you're sick of hearing about Cad Bane and it upsets me and I don't want to get upset by bringing him up and then you dismissing him. <laughs> um, so I was just no, looking... I think, I think with the, uh, the 
the rogue class. I think he's made a better choice by taking the sync laser cannons, although it's just a three dice gun. It is literally it, it's a damage. Team. It's not just a nine cannon. Yeah, it it has no other actual function because you can't get the calculate on there. Um, Fenro crew is interesting. Uh, and he has got Cad Solis in the Fang Fighter, and obviously he's filled out the other eight points with Bosk in the Z95. And... What what list are you looking at, Liam? Am I getting confused? You are. Because we're looking at Dengar, Cad being in a rogue class, Dirge in a rogue class, and the Mandalorian in a ST7, ST70 assault ship. Oh, you're looking at Masala? No, you're not. I'm, I'm so confused. I looked at... <laughs> no, no, I'm committed to failure. I'm looking at the the long shanks that's right above. Who posts a long shank, a long shanks thing after a long shanks thing? I was looking at Strasbourg. Okay, we'll look at that in a minute. <laughs> um, so just move move it along, Tim. <laughs> okay, so Matteo Matteo Benetti's list. Space ducks. Space ducks. <laughs> With with which I have already read out while you were not listening and playing Baldur's Gate. Um we've got, wasn't. we've got we've got Dengar with Gar Saxon. So Gar Saxon allows him to remove a red or orange token from the opponent um and roll an extra dice, um, but only take locks in the front or back arcs. He's got Cad Bane with Sync Laser Cannon and Zuckus crew. He's got Dirge with Proton Cannons. And the false transponder codes, and he's got the Mandalorian with the child and Mando optics. There you go. There's your scum list. It starts with fun, which is this is not a list like one that you were trying to talk about before. This is something a bit different, isn't it? It's a bit different. Um, see, it's got the staple in Dirge because he's probably the most efficient four points in either CIS or scum. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got the dreamy eyed boy. Don't dismiss him. He's got the reddest eyes in the galaxy, and I will fall in every time I see them in, on screen. It is. Uh, Dengar just seems like I, I struggle to use NC in the matters. I've got a robot voice. You have got a robot voice. I don't know if it's just for me, though. No, Tim posted it as well. Okay. Is my voice back? It is, yes. No, more packet loss. That's good. Uh, The thing is, it's so easy to counter a jump master at turn zero. Mm -hmm. And because you don't get a lot of loadout with the jump master, and well, Dengar, it's one of those ones where I kind of see it as an easy six points at a certain point in the game. Yeah. So if you you ignore him and he's just a three dice gun, maybe four, obviously with Gar Saxon. But then he gets to a certain point in the game where he's got to go through rocks, he's only turning left, and you hit him with a beat stick at turn four onwards and you probably will get your points. Uh, I am actually interested in seeing the Mandalorian actually see some play as well. That's quite nice. Uh, we've seen a reduced loadout on him uh, after a points reduction. And I've looked yeah. at it and I've, I've I've not seen a lot of value. It's one of those ships that I'd like to fly that and I'll fly on a Thursday night at, or something in person just for a bit of fun. 
Yeah, but so seeing us do well um, at an event is nice. Yeah, he gets another four points on top of that. Remember, that's the the other thing about the Mandalorian um, is that any ST seventy gets a free illicit if you put the Razor Crest title on it. Which why wouldn't you? Because it's free. So I mean, it's full transponder codes or cybernetics. One of one of those two. Um, yeah. Oh, well, you can chop and change between games, can't you? Depending on what you're going to need it for, exactly. which is always nice. Yeah, or you can take one of them and then have the other one and not have um, Mandalorian optics. Um, yeah, I, w- like- I would be interested in looking at a list like this, but either well, I'd preferably ditch Dengar just because I don't like the way the Jump Master looks, and replacing it with two Y wings or Fenrau. Why not? I don't like four ship lists. They make me uneasy. <laughs> I hate it. Fair enough. Um, so congratulations once again to Aurelian. We're going to keep talking to you about other events and other lists and other stuff. So, um, And congratulations to uh, the guys from Sheffield. Um, just special mention to Jack Johnson, who came second on top table. I've played against him a couple of times, and the last time I beat him, I diced him horribly, and he has got better very fast so um it's no surprise to see him on top table flying his uh four first order ace list so uh well done to him um and i think i've pretty much mentioned everyone that i know in the top cut so um all the rest of you who didn't make cut do better ha um right we're gonna go through some american store championships now and then we're gonna finish up we're gonna talk about the uh stockholm event the uh the the nordic world qualifier um so um games bunker isn't an american one now let's do that last because it's a british one um so we'll do games bunker last we're going to just talk about um the oh i'm so confused right we'll do the american one skip for him um okay so the game wizard and blue sky hobbies oh nice sniffs um <laughs> the Game Wizard and Blue Sky Hobbies X-Wing Store Championship kit uh, held in North America Pacific in Washington, US uh, was played out over uh, six rounds um, although it would appear that they've played out a top I don't know what they've done here I'm Sounds like the last two rounds are only the top four Yeah, so they've played out kind of four rounds but then They've drawn a couple of rounds worth of cut. Um, it's a final in the third place uh, match. Uh, okay, okay, okay. The last okay. One. So, um, yeah, so they've played a third, fourth place playoff. Um, I'm guessing that they had some prize support or something. Uh, so this was won by um, somebody who's, uh, this is real better, so we don't have real names. So um, OPS, ah, it's a, it's a, combination of letters that he's typed in uh flying um opsckgd apparently um flying rebels he's got han solo luke skywalker and battle of yavin so far so everything's the same um and then he's got nora wexley in a y-wing and hollow canned in a y-wing so he's got nora with ion cannon turret veteran turret gunner afterburners and an r4 astromech this is a name i've not seen for a while and to see it winning an event is a bit of a surprise um nora's a great ship but she's five points for a y-wing with eight health and that one free evade a turn oh it's only going to keep her alive for so long right yeah isn't she oh, just... oh, sorry, can you repeat sorry 
So uh, Liam, Liam, you talk, and then isn't I'll she the same amount of points in an arc, or is she six in an arc? Um, I think she's uh, five in an arc. Now. I think the arcs have all come down in price. Um, but I mean, she's so she's double tapping at I five, and double taps are good. So, um, nice. so like, I'm just a bit confused as to why you take. I'm, I'm, I mean, I must be missing something here, but why you take Nora and Hall rather than, well, why you take Nora what, rather than Keo and Sabine, but he's clearly had a plan and the plan's worked for him because he's won the event and he's gone 6 0. Yeah, um, I think uh, I think the element of surprise here uh, worked. Um, I don't think it's. Uh, I, I don't. Uh, I mean, that's not a choice um, a ship I would take, but I can definitely um, see uh, people get surprised by the um, double tapping after burner Y wing. I mean, like, is this just an indication of how good Han Luke is, or is there a bit of a fun thing here where they they have to shoot at Hull because otherwise? If they try and kill somebody else, Hall gets his torps off into them. So they focus in on somebody else instead, which means that then as their number of guns wears off and they've got less guns to shoot with, you've then got Nora, Luke and Han, who are all difficult to kill. And you need to focus fire on them, really, with more than three ships to to do significant damage. Um, Plus Nora with ion cannons can set people up for Han and Luke to just annihilate them. And it's I-5s as well. So, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm stretching, I feel. Like, I really feel like I'm stretching here. I look at it and I think, I like the look of the list, like a Falcon, two Y-Wings and an X-Wing, but I'm confused. So I'm kind of there with you, to be honest, because when you're taking five-point ships in Rebels, I don't think Nor is even in the conversation, even as a top three. No. Like in my head, we go Luke, Wedge, Luke, and then joint second, maybe third is Fen and Wedge, right? Yeah, I mean, so like it's it's a four ship rebel list, but I'm like unless I'm missing something, but I don't think I am because I know all of these upgrades and all of these cards and all of these ships. Um, but I mean, ultimately, without pouring through this in minute detail we don't know really who he's played against um and in what scenario so um you know but anyway he's won an event so well done uh we're confused um if anybody can help us out with how this has happened then feel free to let us know but it was an 18 person store championship so well done uh, to that person for winning um whoever you are um curio cavern um x-wing store championship number two uh Okay, they've had a second store championship, so well done to um, the winner of that one, which was Bento Baca, apparently. Um, so this is the sad thing about Roll Better is Jolly Pirate nicknames galore. Uh, First Order took this one uh, with um, Midnight, Von Reg, Kylo, Malarus, and LeHughes. So a big old high initiative, two sixes, three fives, Lots of double modded attacks uh, from various places. Um, a bit of deuterium. Yeah, it's nice. 
Who's a four? Lucius. No, he's not. He's an I five, but he's four points. Yeah. Yeah, I was saying right? four points. All oh, right, okay. I was talking about initiatives. Are you all right today, Liam? Uh, I don't think I am. I think well, I thought I was, but clearly not. So I, I had a long up. weekend in London, so it took me a while to get back. I think it's catching up with me. Oh, fair enough. Right, we'll we'll uh, we'll, we'll plow on regardless. Uh, so, congratulations to Bento Baca. Um, I mean, it's not really a surprise to see uh, that that list um, doing well because we know it's a very strong list. Um, so they've gone through uh, four rounds in the top four um, to win. Um, so. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a good result. Um, didn't I mean, I would Swiss... like to just jump in on that one. Lichus is a bit of a weird take, but also because he's taking Lichus and say not whirlwind in the whisper, it's allowed him to have different upgrades on different things. For example, he's got squad leader and biohex codes on midnight. And he doesn't have to lead on uh, lean on swarm tactics anywhere else because it is quite a high initiative list. It is three fives and two sixes, so it may not be double tapping out the wazoo or the derriere, but I think it's got value. It's just not something I'd like to use. It's just like huge changes the entire way the. Uh, the list works. Did you like me slipping in some French? I'm I'm laughing <laughs> at the fact that one of the four French words that you know is the French for butt. Um, so... oh, and vavavoom. Okay. I've seen the Thierry Henry uh, Renault adverts. Okay. Um, so you say like... Thierry Henry. <laughs> Terry Henry, it's pronounced Aurelian. Yeah. Terry Henry. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Um, let let's let's skip on. Uh, so this was a like a seventeen, uh, really sixteen. Looks like somebody joined in because they didn't think they'd get to sixteen, and then and then they got one. So somebody's flown uh, one, or they've, they've dropped after one. So um, I think there's quite a bit of that happening to make sure that people are getting over the sixteen uh, limit. But anyway, well done to Bento Baka um, and to uh, Swede for finishing top of Swiss um, with Rebels without a Falcon. So well done you. A um, little bit of scum in here. Um, Fang, uh, Miguel Justiniano. Is this the one that you were looking at before? Um, Fenrau, Mandalorian, Dirge, and Cadbane. So um, kind of that that scum combo. Um, but I mean, he didn't do wonderfully. I think he went two and two. Um, yeah, it was two so, and two. Yeah. Um, all right. Geek out store championship episode two. Um, so, I mean, having a second store championship in a couple of different places, is like, what? Um, we had enough to get one around each shop, but as places in Europe, have got like four for the whole country. And there's places in the States running multiple store championships in a single store. It might not be what it seems, though. It might We're not all be. aware of the American education system, and they might think that's the number one. <laughs> oh, you're so polite. Um, all right. So uh, this one was won by uh, something called Jim Jams um, using uh, Republic. So uh, we've got uh, Siege of Coruscant, Anakin. Uh, we've got Oddball, Jag, and Wolf, but he's not taken 
the Siege of Coruscant versions, he's taken Elusive and R3 Astromech and all three of them. Um, and then he's taken Slider and a Boost in the Z95, so the two two-point Republic ships. Uh, so he's flying a six-ship Republic list without Padme, without the Siege of Coruscant arcs uh, and all of their nonsense. Um, he's kind of just gone, do you know what? I'm going to have defensive re-rolls on all of my arcs just to help them live a little bit longer. And then a couple of Z95s to zoom about picking up objectives, probably, and being a bit awkward. Seems seems like a reasonable reasonable little list. Six ships is nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The two if you can... most of the time really... Um, I, it's hard for the two Z95 to not be worth it. That's... Uh, it, even more because they have great um, they have great uh, ability and are i three and four. So it's yeah. hard to be it's hard for them to be bad. Okay, now you'll, this... you'll find with two point ships they're always a solid investment though because they'll always make points and you don't lose as many points offensively. So normally, say with like the lists that I run, I have to sacrifice a three or a four point ship to go tag an objective. He loses two points. So when it comes to the engage and the big cluster in the middle, he'd be engaging with, say, 16 points, and I'd be engaging with, like, 14. So point for point, he's already got an advantage in the middle because he's not sacrificing a lot of points to hit the objectives away from the fight. Yeah. It's good. Um, I'm just going to touch on another list because it came cut and it's a scum list. So Cryptand um, came fourth in Swiss and then sadly got knocked out in the first round of the elimination cut. Um, flying Fenrau with Predator Fearless, Beskar and Optics. So for going the shield for a slightly more aggressive loadout. Uh, Old Terok, Fang Fighter. Lee Mackay in a Y-Wing. Serisu for defensive rerolls uh, in the M3A Interceptor, the Sick Fighter, and then Bosk with Expert Handling and Marksmanship rounding it out. Um, this looks like a solid five-ship scum list, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's got two fangs in, and it's the best two fangs. And it's got Lee Mackay, who's a potentially double-modded plasma torpedo, shooting at a reasonably high initiative. Defensive rerolls and an objective running ship. So four very capable combat ships. Um, yeah. Magpulse warheads and an ion cannon on Sarisu, so three dice attacks as well. Plus a bit of cutthroat. Why not? Get those magpulses back. Seems good. I really um, like that. It's interesting to see he opted for a an offensive loadout on the thing. Um, I, I think... Uh, I would think... Personally, that um, Beskar alone is most often not uh, enough to keep the fangs uh, alive. So I'm I'm very uh, I'm quite happy to see that a an offensive version of that is um, doing a good result. Yeah, so you can't you can't Beskar proton bombs away. That's the sad thing. Counterpoint to that, you mm-hmm. don't get shot. If your opponent is already dead, yeah, you're right. <laughs> that's so, yeah. So and that's so what let, those let, ships do. So let me just point out, right? He lost his first round against bombers. He then, <laughs> got, he then got the bye. He won his third round 
no bombers. He won his fourth round against another scum list, and then he lost his first single elimination cut against. Bombers. Was it bombers? Bombers. <laughs> okay. So th- this list clearly has an Achilles heel, and very sadly for Krypton, he got shot in it twice. <laughs> it's like Harold being shot in both the eyes at the Battle of Agincourt back in 1066. Oh no, what are the chances? It is um, feels bad because every ship he has minus Sarasu kind of has no solid matchup into bombers. I mean, Sarasu gets the Magpuls, so you nail a crit on. But Scum, uh, well, Fang Fighters don't bombs. like rerunning greens. No, and it's the bombs, yeah. Yeah, fang fighters also don't like bombs um, that you're eating when you f- do that first engagement because um, you will end up behind ships and then they'll start dropping bombs on your head. Um, I mean, it's very similar so, to uh, Joe Churchman's list, except he's taking Sarasu instead of Dirge. Yeah. And I would argue that if he had Dirge in that matchup, those could have gone a different way because Dirge will point- punch a hole in a bomber Mm-hmm. So will Fen, and they'll lose a bomber return, no doubt. But I don't think. I mean, if he rolls a crit on a plasma torp, that's getting discarded first, really, because mm-hmm. you you're likely to get to get an evade. Yeah, I think losing Dirge has had a large impact. I think that turns that imperial list into like an eighty twenty loss, mm-hmm. into maybe a sixty forty. I think Dirge is that strong. Okay, fair enough. I mean, it's interesting to see, always good to see um, scum lists doing well. So I'm just going to move on to the next one, which was at the Haven, which was in, I think, in Florida. Um, It was won by Bobby Whiskey. Bobby Whiskey was flying five T-70s, just straight up. None of this Y-wing or A-wing nonsense that people here have been flirting about with. Um, Why choose between Nimi Cherie and Vanessa Doza when you can take both of them? So um, now he's taken some interesting choices. but, you know, this is a fairly solid um, pile of stuff. There's a bunch of ferrosphere paint rattling about, a um, lot of rerolls, um, no swarm tactics. So he's relying on things, uh, not dying, but um, he's done a win uh, with five T70s. Um, and in second place, just a quick shout out, because I know he listens to the podcast, is um, Andrew Lippin. So Yellow Jacket Pim, uh, he took um, three T70s, um, Zori Bliss and BB-8. Now, 3T70s, oh, wait, no, one of them's Poe. Um, Six-point Poe, so Commander Poe, um, coordinated guy, can still fit Swarm Tactics, Proton Torpedoes, and Heroic on. Doesn't really need much else, um, but he can then Swarm Tactics Zori to six so that Zori shoots her Plasma Torp, then he shoots a Proton Torp. And then you've got Eloasti, um, Swarm Tacticing. Oh, wait, no, you get three going at... <laughs> You get three going at six? Yeah, you get three going at six. So Eloasti's got Swarm Tactics um, as well. So um, you've got Eloasti, Zori, and Poe all shoot at six. Then Snap shoots with rerolls at four. And then BB-8's just off somewhere else uh, winning. Uh, So uh, I had a chat with Andrew last night. He said he had a great event. Um, He had some people telling him he was flying the wrong lists because he was using Swarm Tactics. And he said, yeah, whatever. I finished higher than you, so clearly. It's I'm always wrong. the people who are lower that are way smarter when it comes to the list. Yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah. Anyway, well done to Bobby Whiskey for winning with resistance, and to um, Andrew for coming second with resistance. Um, 
fair amount of the old falcons here, this being the region that came up with the falcon, uh, with the Han Fen variant of the four ship, Han Fen A-Wing, um, and whatever it is, Sabine. Um, so that's that one done. Um, Hard Knocks Games, have I done this one already? No. Uh, no. no, Hard Knocks Games X-Wing Store Championship in North Eastern, North America Eastern, whatever that means. Um, it was hosted by and won by um, Dennis Waterman. No, um, Mega Silver, who's a name I recognize from, I think, Exiled Days. Um, somebody who's played quite a lot of uh, online X Wing. Um, there's a lot of. Hmm, okay. I'm not convinced that this was a 16-player tournament, although there were definitely 18 people signed up for it. A lot of them dropped out after one, even the people who'd won. Um, people who won one game and then dropped. Hmm, weird. Uh, but anyway, Mega Silver won with uh, a mighty three wins and one draw. Um, and he was flying uh, Resistance. Uh, so he was flying Ray, Snap, BB-8, Shasazaro, who's the Y-Wing who can pass tokens backwards, with Optics and a Dorsal Turret and a Wartime Loadout. So just a super consistent two-dice gun. Um, and then Jess Pava um, as well, just to round it out. So Jess with a BB-8, uh, a BB Astromech for extra charges plus Ferrosphere paint. So it's a bit of an interesting Jess loadout, but I don't want to geek out too much about Resistance. Um, because I can hear Liam already starting to vibrate. Um, so well I done to Mega it. Silver. I, I love when you play. You talk about resistance. <laughs> oh, well done, you both. I'm unbiased, of course. <laughs> both of us and Corentin, yeah. Um, uh, the last American store championship, I think, on the list that we're going to go through is. Um, the Atlanta Classic Store Championship. So there was actually 20 people at this event. So it was a, a relatively big one. Um, so it was won by Jello Knight um, from the Birmingham Barons. Um, so well done to Jello Knight, um, if that's what your mum calls you. Um, Flying uh, Imperials. Uh, so Darth Vader. Uh, so the new starter box, Darth Vader, Sun Tierfell with Duke and Predator, Tomax Bren, uh, Major Rhymer, and Lurier with Targeting Computer and Lone Wolf. So a couple of Saturation Barrage Rockets, um, two aces, and then somebody running objectives in a weird way, uncatchably, with bendy barrel rolls. Um, so I like that list. That's a, that's a nice little list. Seems good. And beat out some rebel people, uh, which was nice. Always good to see. No, I mean, as a rebel player, I'm like, yeah, it's good. I like the fact that the, the factions that I play are doing well at the minute, but also now I'm really happy to see events where they don't um, and where other things are winning, just to try and see if the meta itself is actually fluxing back. Um, we do have a fourth place finisher in Scum, um, flying uh, Fenrau, Dengar, Bosk, and the Mandalorian. So, you know, that's three big chunky ships and an objective runner. That's the old three ship scum build, isn't it? Uh, hmm. Uh, with a hidden false transponder codes on the Mandalorian. Bit of Greedo, bit of old traditional scum stuff here. Now, here's a thing. Liam, explain to me Predator, Burnout Thrusters, and Advanced Slam on Fenrau. Okay. My brain is warm already, so hang on. Let me just look at it. 
So Burnout Thrusters gives you a card that lets you do a slam once, right? So it lets you slam, but instead of taking a weapons disabled, you can take a deplete. Right. So you could four forward, four K, or you can do a three hard and a three talon. Was it a two talon on a fang? Either way, it doesn't matter. So you can get a lot of distance. You can completely reposition and still have a shot. But also you can just go five forward, five forward. Yeah, so you can go five forward, five forward, get and to the other side of the board. Guys at range one. Yeah, or you can use it just to hard flank on turn one. Like if they all yeah. set up in one corner, you can just slam right across the board. Um, and he's taken advanced slam so that if he does that, he can take a focus. Um, if he's going to get a shot. I think it's literally there to just get in your opponent's face straight away while they're trying to still trying to set up their approach. Yeah. Or it could... in 2.5, you do generally see a more scattered deployment. You don't really see many people deploy in one corner and keep everything together. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he, unless, he could yeah. be using it to escape, couldn't he? Like that turn where Fen really wants to disengage so that he can come back around and do his thing again. Um, and, you know, normally you're stuck to the fangs. Um, blues which are not great unless you're trying to too hard um and you can just you know kind of get out of dodge a little bit more effectively by doing a, a blue and then slamming away to come back around later on um possibly options slam is good we know slam's good because poe gets to do it once and one slam in a, in a game is good um and i remember when this came out we were kind of like well any ship can basically get black one that's ridiculous but it's not quite as good um but yeah, it still still works. So anyway, uh, Atlantic Classic Store Championship. Well done to Jello Knight um, of the Birmingham Barons. Um, I'm guessing that means that it was kind of in Alabama somewhere down that way. Um, I would see that Charles Holcomb was, I think, running it or helping run it because he played one game and then dropped, um, probably because he already had a an invite because I think he won one of the other ones that we talked about a few weeks back. Right, um, Strasbourg. So this is one that... So Strasbourg is in Switzerland? Nope, uh, east of France. It is France. It's on the border with Switzerland, isn't it? It's at the border between uh, Germany and France. Oh, is it Germany and France? Right. I thought that was Belgium. It's next door to everything. So this was a this was a store championship with eighteen people attending. Um, bunch of reasonably well known uh, names to me, at least, um, from different parts of um, kind of the internet and and um, hexiled games and stuff. So Tharlan was there from Germany. Um, Le Chancelier was there from France. Um, yeah. What's his What's his real name? Uh... Andrew. Andrew, yeah. Andrew, okay. Um, yeah, I follow him on Twitch, and he sometimes actually shows X-Wing. Um, other times he's just playing other games and stuff, but um, he's um, he's a good guy. Um, I've chatted to him online a few times in the past about like X-Wing stuff. So um, so the event was won by Andrew. Um, he was flying some Republic filth. Um, you can probably guess most of what's in it. No, it's, uh, this uh, is the list he flew against me on stream, I believe. Uh, yeah, it is, I think. Yeah, so it's, know, a, it's, a, it's a solid um, 
combination of uh, Republic ships. So you've got Anakin, Siege of Coruscant, Etta, who's now just basically ever present in Republic because who's not going to take a repositioning I-6 ace for four points. Um, you've also got the two Siege of Coruscant, Arcs, Wolf and Oddball. Um, a lot of people dropping Jag now because that initiative is, I think, just too much of a of a problem. Um, kickback from Siege of Coruscant, so six health and, and quarterbacking evades to people. Um, click uh, in a V-wing with reducing the number of red dice that you take and the number of green dice your opponent are, are being able to roll um, on those range three shots. Um, and then uh, he's also got crack shot, because why not? And then slider, that little side slip in Z95, rounding it out as a, um, well, I was going to say as an objective runner, but he's also got dedicated on there, um, which is just a neat little, you know, he can just tickle a little reroll off to Anakin or something like that. Yeah. Um, Bit from his words, uh, from his from Andrew's words, uh, Slider actually killed like at least three ships uh, through the whole tournament. Mm-hmm. He was like a filthy killer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I mean, he's what he's initiative three or something. Four. Slider, he's initiative four, so yeah. he's not shooting last. He's like shooting around the same time as everybody else. But uh, yeah. you know, he's that little two dice gun that they're not worried about. So they spend their tokens and then they roll blank II on um, you know, three greens and they're like, oh, and I have taken damage. <laughs> yeah, pretty surprised. much. Yeah. Um, cool. Um, so well done to Andrew um, and uh, for, for winning that. Um, it was a four round store championship? Uh, question mark? Uh, yes. Yeah. It was uh, four and yeah, uh, no yeah. target. Yeah, so uh, Andrew went four and zero with that Republic. So well done. Um, just looking at high finishing scum, um, we've got Clumero, uh, who was the one who finished in kind of fifth. the top bit. He finished fifth. Um, so you've got Rogue Class Starfighters, Dirge and Cadbane. Cad Solis in a Fang Fighter, Bosk in a Z95, and Dr. Afra in a YV666, the Hound's Tooth, with a Rook Cast, Uncar Plot, Han Solo Gunner, Contraband Cybernetics, and the Hound's Tooth title. So you can dock Bosk if you want to? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I think so, yeah. No. No, because he's not the high... It's not the Nash to Pup. No, oh, yes. Yeah, my bad. Yeah. Not taking the, the Nash to Pup. Okay, so Dr. Afra, I'm going to have to look up Dr. Afra unless somebody can rescue me. No. What was that noise? What it was me that? straining with my brain. Was that you straining to think what Dr. Afra does? So, Dr. Afra, before you engage, you may spend one green token and one charge. She's got three charges. If you do, you may choose another ship at range zero to one that is not stressed and give them a stress. So there you go. You spend a green token and a charge, and you hand the stress off to somebody. Now, she's got Han Solo to get a red focus. She's got Rook Cast, who does something else. Oh, I mean, this is breaking my head already. This is the kind of reason why I lose against scum lists, because people <laughs> say, I've got all of these, and I go, right? And they say, there's a bunch of interactions. Do you want me to explain them to you? And I'm like, no, it's fine. Carry on. Um, so I mean, he got uncar, so he can, he can if he partially executes, he can suffer a damage to perform an action. So he's always going to be bumping, and he doesn't care. He's got so much health. Um, I need to look at 
what is Rootcast? Is that crew? Uh, yeah, it's the one that uh, you cannot only take uh, lock at the front, right? Or is it Gar-Saxon? I don't remember. That's yeah, Gar-Saxon. While you perform an attack, if you are strained, you may change one of your blank or eye results to a crit result, uh, to a hit result. So where is he getting the strain from? That's the question. I mean, am I putting too much into this? I said, oh, I might end up strained anyway. After uh, you perform a red action, you can gain a strain token. So he is going. He's uh, doing a hand solo at the start of engagement phase, taking oh. all the strain. <laughs> Ooh, look at that. So what he also does as well, because he he takes uncar plot. He bumps, takes a damage. To use Uncarplut gets the reinforce. Yeah, and then he's like, "Right, I'm engaging. I'm initiative three. I'm probably shooting last. I will spend my reinforce to give you a stress, and then just punches you." Yeah, with a double modded four dice YV triple six attack. That's yeah, horrible. that's a combo. That's a combo and a half, isn't it? Shove it in your face. Uh, <laughs> you can have I've, some of this. I've seen it a bit at the um, at the end of the last meta before the point change, and I thought it was like very nasty. And I really thought you couldn't, uh, it, it wouldn't fit anymore. So I'm very surprised by it. Oh no! Um, before it had instead of Uncar, it had. Um, Lando crew as well. That's why it doesn't fit. It's less good than before, but it's still very nasty. I mean, you can take Lando instead. You just lose contraband cybernetics. So, yeah, you know. Wow. Okay. So we've learned something today. <laughs> fear, do- fear, Doctor Afra. That's simple enough. Um, yeah. I mean, and the rest of the list is just solid. Like Dirge Cad in the in the rogue classes. You've got proton cannons, sync laser cannons. You've got Cad Solus with Beskar and Mando Optics and Marksmanship. So Cad Solus is the one who gets two focus tokens when they do a red maneuver. Yes, is that's it? the one. Yeah. That's the one I was using when he was four points when two point five originally dropped. Yeah, yeah. So and he good. was in there because he was a Fang Fighter and four points. Mm-hmm. Seems good. Nice. Uh, thank you very much, Clumero, for giving us something to warm our brains up. Um, trying to figure out the combos there—that's amazing. Uh, that's the—that's the kind of stuff that Scum is in the game to do. Um, right. Next one we're going to talk about is uh, oh, uh, Stockholm or the Games Bunker. Let's do the Games Bunker. So, uh, Games Bunker is in the south somewhere. Um, it's run by Rich Greenaway, so the Southwest. Um, it was attended by basically all of the Welsh players and the players from the Southwest. So um, a whole bunch of the Tin Squadron from down Cornwall Way, a whole bunch of the Exile Squadron from uh, from Wales, and then a bunch of uh, others um, as well as uh, Sith Taker Matt Flockhart, who is taking as many journeys as he can to play in as many store championships as he can because he's going to Worlds next year with us, so he needs to get reps as many games as he can get so um so this was won by um congratulations to josh hall who we know and we've played with a lot at various events that we've run um so he, he's come to sith take group he's come to a bunch of the board and brum events um so congratulations to josh um he was flying um a republic thing uh so it's a 
seven ship Republic Swarm. Um, count them. <laughs> like, it's one of those lists where you look at it and you go, oh, so much effort to kill anything there. And here we are. So he's got Contrail, Kickback, Siege of Coruscant Kickback, Slider and Boost. So the two 2.Z95s. He's got Oddball and Click in V-Wings as well. So he's got three V-Wings, two Z95s, a Torrent, and Padme Amidala in an N1. I cannot feel this list because I've got two V-Wings and no clone Z95s. And it's one of those things I keep looking at and thinking, if I could put time in with that, I think it's actually just a really good list. And I know Cormac used it at the UK Games Expo. Um, and he reckons it doesn't fly well into Han because Han can just chip damage through these um, kind of two-die ships um, so like so easily. But I look at Han and I look at all these arcs and I look at Padme and I think... If you're flying against a Han player who lets you get, who like flies Han into this or even vaguely near this, he might find himself blocked and dead. What What do you think, Aurelian? Um, I think the list is like, um, I, I think also the thing the list that uh, it's good and it's probably kind of hard to play. I fear that it lacks uh, significant damage in the mid game. Um, but uh, I think it can win by just killing one thing and uh, winning I mean, an objective as well. Yeah, so seven seven ships, right? In objective play, you can sacrifice out two ships to just worry about objectives every turn, and still have five ships that your opponent has to worry about shooting at them. And you can change which ships they are that are doing that. Any ship that is worthwhile killing is still a lot of effort to kill. So Padme is difficult to kill. I haven't mentioned that there are one, two, three copies of Dedicated on the uh, a bunch of uh, the two Z95s and two Zs Click. And then you've also got Elusive on Contrail and Elusive on Padme. So this entire list is just riddled with token passing and defensive rerolls. Um, like it's just got so much defensive, like turtling ability. Um, it's still got oddball with plasma torpedoes. It's still got uh, Padme with proton torpedoes. It's still got a couple of big hits in it. Um, and not to forget that Click can kind of pop locks on Padme to mitigate range one shots, but also to mitigate range three dice. So those little two dice plinkers from range aren't two into three or two into four. They're two into two or two into three. So they're more likely to stick. But like it's a swarm, right? It does what swarms do. Lots and lots of little two dice attacks um, that eventually just start chipping through. Got to say, it's got, I quite like it's got it. a lot of defensive tech as well. So yeah, like half of these things are sitting on. Well, I say half. There's only two that sit on. Th- so there's three ships that sit on the natural uh, three greens. Yeah, but like kickbacks, two greens, but six health. Um, and yeah. always sit with an evade token to sling around the place. And, you know, your clones, your Z95s are two points. So if they're chasing them and shooting at them, 
then they're just spending their token to stay alive um, to frustrate you because you've spent resources shooting a two-point ship um, and possibly have given up a flank um, <laughs> to, to your opponent by sacrificing your, your um, that two-point ship. Um, or by chasing it down, I should say. And then, yeah, Padme can just switch off entire lists. Like, you know, it depends on them not rolling average dice, because average dice, they only get one eyeball. But, you know, I've lost count of the number of times I've rolled three eyeballs recently and wished I had a focus. So, you know, like last night when I was playing against Aurelian on TTS and I kept having a calculate and a force and was like, hmm, what can I do? I can turn two of these eyeballs, but not the third one. (laughs) For a focus. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I like the list. And um, again, very well played to Josh. It's not an easy list to fly, it must be said, because um, it's got seven ships, it's got multiple different dials, and it's got multiple different initiatives. So, you know, it's a bit of a head scratcher. Um, and there's a bit of a, a moment of jokes on you if you, Aurelian, talking about it lacks for damage in the mid game. What if you only play the early game? Because of that many ships. <laughs> How many turns are you gonna get in? It's like, what's a mid game? Is that I mean, is that turn six and seven? What? <laughs> that's that's both for me coming from uh, me playing a list that wins mostly on uh, first turn of engagement. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, congratulations then once again to Josh. Um, I understand that there was a a few of the uh, the, the players who went four and zero or three and one who already had. Um, uh invites who kind of stepped out of cut to give people a chance to play in for it rather than trying to win the event and for it to be passed down so um like a bit of kudos to them for just like kind of giving other people a shot um rather than just being like oh no i'm gonna win it and then whoever's the first loser can can take it instead so uh i think that was chris burnett i should be nice to him um Although, Chris, you should have just won the event and then just denied everybody's hopes and dreams. That's what Liam would have had you do. Um, uh, he's he's probably done it because he doesn't want me to bad mouth Han anymore. <laughs> um, just going through our our thing of looking for the the uh, the scum list that did well. So Ash Turner, um, who we know has listened to the podcast for a long time, is a friend friend of ours. Um, see him at events all the time. Um, so he's taken Fenron, Terok and Fangfighters Dirge in a star class uh, in a rogue a rogue class starfighter. Uh, with Sync Laser Cannons, Bosk, and Foreman Proach. So there's a tester for you. What does the modified TILN fighter Foreman Proach do with precision so, iron engines and elusive? At the, begin, the beginning of the engagement phase, a sh- an enemy ship in his bullseye can gain a tractor token if Foreman Proach takes a disarm token. That's a lot of words. You choose one enemy ship in your bullseye at range one to two and gain a disarm token. If you do, they get a tractor token. Oh, okay. Yes. So, so you I played sa- against you sacrifice Ash. your. Sorry, go on. I played against Ash at Bordenbrum on Thursday and he used this against me and he managed to get a tractor token on my bumped Kylo and I was touching cloth, <laughs> hoping that I would survive. <laughs> And I managed to, but when it came off, because there was a range one fan behind him, mm-hmm. it was horrible. Yeah, And it's one of those ones where you just don't suspect it because who sees a TILN anywhere? Well, a modified TILN anywhere, unless you're Toby. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's and an interesting. And I was like, it, it is vile. It packs a big punch, and it's nice to have a little uh, tractor modifier right there. Yeah, because orange you're... tokens are wholesome. I mean, all you're sacrificing is a potentially single modded two dice attack, and what you're giving is the likelihood that all Terok and Fenrau can do even more rude things to an ace that Proach accidentally catches in his bullseye. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so nicely done. Um, still no. I mean, I almost want to talk about Steve Theobald, who came eleventh just because he was brave enough to bring separatists. But um, it's two fire sprays and dirge, just in case you were wondering. Um, so he's recently come back into the game. He used to he does, uh, yeah. do a blog regarding mental health. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah. That's good. Good to see him back in. Um, back in and playing. Right, Stockholm. World's qualifier in Stockholm. They had 50 players. Um, they had three people, two of whose name I know, Toby and Flipster, um, sign up but not attend, um, it seems. Um, but they had three, uh, so uh, they had 50, I should say. So they played um, a full uh five rounds of swiss on day one um and then they cut to top eight um there was quite a few reasonably well-known players who turned up to this event and i just want to mention um somebody who didn't finish particularly well um he got two wins one draw and two losses but it was jesper winstrom who used to be one of the three main hosts of the 186 Squadron podcast before kind of 2.5 hit. He moved back to Sweden kind of post-Brexit, I think. That was a while ago now. Um, so he basically got married, moved back to Sweden, um, and had been playing a bit of 2.0, but I don't think he ever converted to 2.5. Now, I see Alex Burt went over to Sweden, so um, they've had a bit, a bit of a reunion, um, possibly of some sort. Um but yeah, uh, Jesper's still flying the one at six squadron flag. Um, I spotted him on stream and I was like, that can't be. And then I saw his head appearing into into shot and it was. So it was great to see him back playing again. Uh, he was flying resistance. Um, he was flying the three T-70s, Lulu and uh, Zori. Um, and he was uh, flying into Han, Han Fen, um, I think. Um, when I watched him on stream. But I mean, just looking at this, it looks like it was an absolute shark tank, like genuinely an absolute shark tank. You've got, um, so Bartosz was there, Van Langelen was there. Um, you've also got people like um, Old Parry. You've got Nicholas God, um, who, you know, just current reigning world champion, um, Andreas Carlsen. Just like, I'm picking names out that I recognize as being players who've done really, really well in the past. It was streamed on YouTube. You can go and look at the games um, as well in the past. Um, so the event was won in the end by Farn Langelan. Um, so congratulations to him. Um, turns out that you have to be quite good to win these events. Um, him and uh, Bartosz, I think, as well as meeting in the final, I think they also had an, an on-stream um swiss game maybe so there's yeah round two they played in round two uh bartosz won um fan got revenge of the swiss on on top table so um there was um a little bit of a of a of a 
little bit of drama on the top table as Bartosz accidentally dialed Luke the wrong way and flew him off the board when he was in a winning position and that gave Fan the opening he needed to come back and win it. So um, nev- never, a, never a big tournament without some drama, is there? But um, well done to Fan for winning that, that game. Um, just in terms of lists, because people are always interested in what um, people who win these big events are using. Um, so Bartosz is still using... Um, the Han, Luke, Keo, Hall, Sabine thing um, that he was using uh, at UK Games Expo. We stuck with that. And Fan is was on First Order. Um, so he's got the Midnight, Malarus, Whirlwind, Kylo, Quick Draw, Swarm Tactics, Whirlwind up to six, and then rattle off um, a pile of cluster missiles and high initiative shots with an awful lot of munitions and stuff going in there. So, um, I mean... When I have looked at this list and I've seen people playing it, it's one of those lists where you think if you can execute your range control well and you can guarantee that you're going to get your cluster missiles into range two um, and your concussion missiles into range three, um, then you know you can absolutely annihilate people. And Fan is a very strong player who is very, very capable of piloting these, um, these ships into the right place, um, where if you put your ships in front of it, you will get evaporated. Um, so, interesting like thing I've noticed though, and I don't know if he's done it, but Midnight has got Predator and Crackshot. Mm-hmm. Now, if Midnight has got the ship in Bullseye locked, you can't Crackshot it, can you? Because uh, you... you cancel a result and you can't modify uh, the, the opponent's dice, can't be modified. The the crack shot works uh, with midnight because um, it's a cancel of a result and it uh, get, it bypass the um, it bypass the uh, dice modification restriction from midnight. Uh, it's the same as um, uh, who is uh, Moff Gideon. Uh, it, it works the same way as Moff Gideon and. Uh, we asked uh, at least at Worlds and uh, during other events if uh, it was it worked like that. And yeah, you can crack shot. So crack shot happens before the neutralize results step. So it's after you roll dice. I suppose the question is: is cancelling a a modification? Um, and the there is an exhaustive list. I'm not going to go and look it up now um, because every time I talk about rules on the fly, I get them wrong. Um, so cancelling is, I think there's an exhaustive list of what counts as a modification. So if world's judges ruled that Crackshot works, then I guess that Crackshot works. Um, well, it's yeah. a good job no one asked me that at WTC because I would have ruled that wrong. <laughs> you see, it doesn't matter if you rule it wrong as long as you rule it consistently for the event. Um, oh, I can do everything consistently wrong. <laughs> and if if a player is um, if a player is uh, is convinced that it works, then you say, "Well, you need to get out the uh, get out the old evidence bag and tell me why." Um, because as far as I can tell, it shouldn't. And then they should pull things out and say, "Here you go. This is why it doesn't work." Um, huge number of rebels um, in the top half. Um, like it's almost every other list is rebel. Um, little bit of um, 
little bit of resistance sprinkled around, but it's mostly rebels and then a, a fair spread of everything else. Now, a little bit of excitement because there is a, a separatist list at 11th, higher up than the highest scum list, which is at 20. And that rep, uh, that, uh, I mean, it's too far sprays and dirge again. Um, I don't know why I was trying to build the tension. It doesn't work. <laughs> um, too far sprays and dirge. So um, that appears to be the thing that separatists have got access to that means that you can finish in the top half of a, of a ladder. Um, I mean, just to point out that the, the highest scum finisher was um, Old Para, so Maciek Parashek, uh, whose name I've just murdered horribly. Um, one of the OGs from um, the, the Polish X-Wing scene. Um, and he's flown the kind of the two rogue class Fenrau and Dengar list. So Dirge Cad, Dengar, Fenrau as well. So that's your highest finishing scum list in this big event. So, But I mean, it's great to see these big events kicking off. Like I know that the um, Scandinavian X-Wing scene have like went really big to try and push this. And this was their one big one and they've all gone to it. Like they've made a huge effort to make it a success, which um, kind of shows that given the the notice and the community impetus to actually get people there, you, you will get people turning up to these events, to these bigger events, because they knew when it was going to happen for, for quite a while beforehand. Um, so they were pitching it to people to, you know, come and visit us, come and stay with us. You know, I think Nicholas God was offering people a sofa to sleep on if it would, you know, be the... <laughs> be the difference between them attending and not attending so um yeah so well done once again to fan um either of you got anything that's jumped out at you from that list or from that weekend uh the thing that jumps out at me the most is the guy in 50th and that's only because his nickname is cheese <laughs> right fair enough he was flying separatists he went oh and five played all of his games well done cheese He's the hero we need. <laughs> there is also at 30th a double defender and a gauntlet list. Ooh. That's and that's, Cap- that's Captain Hark in the gauntlet, Rex LeBrath and Volt Scaris. So that's two I-5s, both with HLC and Duke. Volt Scaris has marksmanship on top. And then Captain Hark has Beskar reinforced plating. Deadman Switch, Seismic Charges, Veteran Tower Gunner, and Clan Training. Uh, the Beskar Reinforced Plating will ma- basically make the mathematically hardest ship in the game to kill harder to kill. Is Captain Hark the one that sideslips? Or is he the one that hits really hard? Give me a second. I think he's the one that slides. He's the one that he's the one that side slips. Yeah, I've yeah, already I got him. So. The one that hits hard is Previsla, and that's separatist. Yeah. So Hark, yeah, Hark side slips with better and tail gunner clan training. So you know he's able to take locks and then get his uh, get his focus at I three if he wants it. Um, or if yeah, he's a lot lot going on there. But I mean, he lost three and and one two so. Um, brave. If he enjoyed himself, then he won all five. I mean, in his head. I know you're joking, but genuinely, if you're going to go to a five round event, you've got to bring something that you're going to enjoy playing. Um, otherwise, you'll just sit and be miserable. So, you know, I, I it reminds me of the 
the bigger events that we run or are involved in. And if you're not on the top few tables where it all gets a bit stressful and tense and you're down in kind of the mid tables to the bottom tables, then everybody's just having a laugh because they've realized that they can't win the event. And they're, they've, they're like, well, I'm here to play five games and have fun. And if I win a couple, I'll be happy. But, you know, I just want to have fun and play five games of X-Wing. And that is the kind of thing that should be roundly encouraged in the X-Wing community. Like, there's too much elitism of people saying, if you're not flying XYZ, one of the following five lists, then there's no point in you even being here. What are you doing? Um, we get it out of some of the different groups in, like, kind of in the online communities and around the place um, where people are like being quite elitist about, you know, well, if you're not flying this list, you're an idiot. And it's like, well, people who fly all that random crap and turn up to your event are actually the people who are keeping the game going and they're stopping your, you know, your 30 man event from becoming a nine man event because there's 21 people there who are going, even though they don't think they've got a chance of winning, not even on a good day, you know, or they might have half a dozen people who might win on a very good day, but, Otherwise, you know, they'll be happy to win a couple of games and have fun. And these are the people that keep our community alive um, and should be encouraged. As well as that, you know, they could just be new players who just want to have a laugh. So, you know, if you're going to abuse people about their list choices, do it in private where nobody can see it or where you trust people won't screenshot it and post it around the internet. I think that is one of my drives as well. <laughs> when there's a few people who've got like a four or five ship list, and they go, oh, have you, you got any advice on this? And then the advice is they get back is keep this one ship, get rid of those four. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I think you're missing what they're asking for. So like if someone asks me for list advice, I go, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to chop and change what you already have, like upgrade wise, or do you want me to look at different ships as an alternative? And that's how I know what feedback I'm giving. Whereas people yeah. are just like, no, this is rubbish. This is rubbish. Why are you even turning up? Take this or GTFO. And yeah. I, I, that's not what I'm a fan of. Yeah, I think that... Sorry, go on, Aurelian, please. Uh, yeah, I think I, I agree with you. Um, I think it's very important uh, to um go uh with try to be like um even more with new players try to uh, yeah um encourage them to uh, continue in their ideas but um trying to make them improve and um i really think that even taking like a what we could say a suboptimal list but um that uh you have fun with and that you will play like a lot. Uh, we've seen a lot of people bring what we consider weird list and uh, do great with them because it's like the seven, the, the the seventh tournament in a row they do with it, and they're loving the list and uh, they just improve from it. Even winning a tournament is like not out of the question. Yeah, and I think that's great for the community at the whole and uh, for the game. Yeah, I mean, it's the same in other games as well, right? Because if everybody just uses the most optimal thing, then, you know, I've mentioned a couple of times I've been playing some Blood Bowl recently. Um, there's like three teams that are just better in inverted commas than all of the other teams because of the stats that they get. Um, the dwarves in them. I think it's dwarves and dark elves and one of the other ones, uh, Underworld Denizens or something. And they're just like, they just, if you play like... Um, 
exhibition matches against those teams, they just have an, an advantage, right? And if you take those teams in the league, you're at an advantage at the start until other teams can kind of start catching up with like development, but then you're also developing as well. But um, like, it gets a bit boring if you're always playing against the same stuff every time. Um, and, you know, I'll never deride somebody for making any list selection. Like if I go to an event and, you know, there's 30 people there and 20 people are flying Han, Luke and some other ships, I'll be like, okay, cool. Um, you know, I, I've opted against that because I didn't want to fly that combination of ships, but, you know, I'm not going to be mean to people. It's like um, back in the day in the, the Fenrau um the, the ghost fen meta where a lot of people were being very unkind very verbally unkind and obviously so to people and you know in person as well about oh you're only on this table because you're flying an autopilot list it's stupid you know you're not good enough to be in the top eight of this tournament but you, you're only here because of your you're using that list and it was like you know how dare you talk to somebody like that that's just unkind like genuine toolish behavior um i mean they're good enough to pick the right list to get them there well, exactly. Why would you why would you hamper yourself? Like it was something I've remembered. I think Dean said on the Minox at the time. He was like, because I can't remember. They called it like the final form or something like that, or I can't remember. Um, and they were like, it's bad for the game, but if you're going to a tournament and you want to win the tournament, then you take this list because it's the easiest list to win tournaments with. You know, you'll play some mirror matches, um, and those will be dice dependent or skill dependent, but. You know, if you both fly equally well, then they'll be dice dependent um, and you'll win all of your other games because there's nothing as strong as this in the in, in the meta at the minute. Um, so, you know, if you're going to win a tournament, you know, go with that. And that's I think a lot of people have kind of realized that with the store championships at the minute. And we talked about it with Chris Burnett the other week is, you know, if you're going to if you're going to go to a store championship with an, an eye of winning, there are. A half a dozen lists that will improve your chances hugely um, if you do that. Um, but as we've noticed, there are other lists out there that can win or can do well or can compete. Um, you just need to, if you know them inside and out, then you might beat people who've just picked up a meta list that night um, and gone off to try and win it. Um, interestingly enough, I haven't seen anybody using Lando. Or that that Lando list, that Lando um, three Ys and T seventy in these um, in these bigger events that we've been looking down. So maybe maybe places outside the UK and Berlin just don't believe in it. Who knows? I will go back to your point uh, regarding good lists and taking them to tournaments. Like I think everyone's quite aware that I've been bagging on hand for a while. But you're going to take it to a tournament. Oh, no, I'd never take it to a <laughs> tournament unless I really wanted to prove a point. But I think I'm right anyway. But as much as I think Han, its current state is bad for the game, he's in the game. So you should take him if you want to win a tournament. Like yeah. it's okay to take overpowered stuff because if it's legal to take overpowered stuff, why wouldn't you? I just don't like the good guys. I mean, yeah, he's good. Why wouldn't you take it? Um, sorry, he's good if you are good with him. He's not an autopilot ship. It's very easy to get no. out wrong. Um, yeah, you do have to be able to fly a Falcon. Um, yeah, but he, he, if you can, if you can get over that skill gap, then you know you can uh, 
you can definitely do well in events with him. So um, cool. Well, we've been through all of the events now, um, and we've also been talking for an hour and a half. So um, if you want to know what Aurelian thinks about um, when he does the planning phase, and we say back to Dallas, you can listen to the episode from the last time he was on. Um, <laughs> I don't think I've I've talked too much about the about the oh the oh let's do it so. then let's do it then let's do it then so Aurelian <laughs> you're playing in a game of X-wing when you're not playing against Corentin okay so you don't have to go yeah. through the forty-seven different decision trees of what does he think I'll think and will he think that I'll think that he'll think that you don't have to go through that one against a, a standard opponent um when somebody says to you right back to dials into the planning phase what's your kind of mental like what 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 does your brain do most of the time when uh, they say back to dials i've already um established what i wanted to do for the next turn because uh, i tend to think um about my next turn during my opponent's um uh movement because mm-hmm. uh, that's I don't really know why, that's just how my brain works, so uh, then I'll just uh, put the idea I've uh, set up uh, fast and then just try to uh, not overthink it. And um, that results in me playing quite fast. I, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I, I think um, if I think about my uh, choices during my planning phase, I will be most likely missing stuff that I that I thought when my opponents were doing his action, uh, tr- um, uh, thinking about who he's going to shoot or just doing his maneuver overall. And that's why um, I'll try to. Uh, I think for me at least, it's the the way that. Um, I will make uh, the less mistakes. Um, I, it can happen that I uh, change my dials during a uh, planning phase uh, and just take my second idea. But uh, most of the time, I end up being like, ah, I forgot that. That's why I did that in first, because I forgot that it could do that. And so, no, I'm stuck, and etc. And mm-hmm. yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay, so you're a you're a and I mean we've we've played a few times on TTS and yeah. we joke about the fact that I'm fast but you're faster, um, but we get to like seven turns and there's thirty minutes left on the clock, and it's like right and the, these are the points where I genuinely think sometimes I need to slow my own game down because I'm playing too fast, like because I'm not. If I'm using a list that only wants to play six turns, and yet I'm getting through seven turns in 35 minutes or 40 minutes, maybe I just need to go a bit slower. <laughs> not not give my opponent those extra four turns. They need to snatch victory from the jaws of defeat. But, but do you know what's important about playing those extra turns? What? If you play them, it means if you get to that point, you'll have experience. I played against several people who got to a certain point of the game. They went, yeah, it's no point carrying on, re-rack. And then when they were at a competitive setting and I ended up playing against them, although I was massively behind because yeah. I wouldn't drop a game as soon as it looks like I'm done, uh, I ended up winning 
because I have the experience mid-game because they hadn't practiced that part of the game. So if I were you, keep your pace. If you've got your first six turns dialed in and locked in, get yourself to that position so you don't give your op- give yourself the opportunity to fail if you get to that point. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. I mean, I know... We went through this a little while ago, like, like I say, a little while, like quite a long time ago. With, um, I think it might have been back in the days when the like even Bob and Will and people like that were on the podcast. We talked about, you know, if you're going to prep for a for a tournament, if you're like proper going into hardcore testing mode for stuff in a, in advance of a big tournament, then going and running out openings is really really useful. Um, but you need to be aware of when you've got everything that you need to get out of a game. Because if you only run out openings, but you don't think about mid-games, um, then you'll lose the experience of how to win back. So you need to think when you're testing about, actually, do I want to see if I can get this game back? Um, I mean, with objectives now, there is a point where you have no win condition, right? Like, you know, oh, I'm 15-4 down. You've got three ships. I've got two ships. And we're playing satellite array. So you can literally just disappear out to the corners and tag three. A turn and I can't stop you. Um, otherwise, you'll just start murdering me or whatever. You know, it's more obvious now than it was back in the day of version one, where you were kind of trying to make a judgment call based on like three or four turns of engagement as to whether it was game, game over at that point or not. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. It is an interesting thought. So yeah, thank you. Cool. I'm going to do some shout outs then. Um, uh, I've we... got a quick question for. Go on then. Okay, so I want to know, as you know, you are French. Why the French don't have a word for chauffeur? Uh, it's chauffeur. No, that's the English word. What's the French word? Chauffeur. No, that that's... I'm not going to get anywhere here. Let me try a <laughs> different one. How about debris? Uh, <laughs> the same. It's... Uh, oh... Uh, no, no, it's it's called debris in in, Fran- in French as well. Debris. So why why do you keep taking the English words? I don't understand. <laughs> are are you telling me that you think rendezvous is uh, a, a an English word as well? That's clearly an English word. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Bon voyage. What's the French word for that? Oh, what? Sorry. <laughs> Bon voyage. <laughs> um, I think it's um. Wait, let me see. Uh, oh, it's bon voyage, of course. <laughs> That's the English word. What about cul de sac? No, no, no. It's not the same. You say bon voyage, and I say bon voyage. It's not the same. <laughs> you're you're, you're well just saying an accent. You will just saying it with a Birmingham accent there. I have a terrible, uh, I have a terrible imitation of a British uh, accent. Sorry, <laughs> Aurelian Liam doesn't have a British accent. He's got a West Country accent. Oh no, no a West my, Midlands my, accent. My uh, accent and... is uneducated crime. So I, I've made it worse then. <laughs> oh, oh dearie me! I mean, the I, I got GCSE French, but uh, but even then. <laughs> Very funny, Liam. Very good. Yeah. I'm glad that we took the two minutes for you to prove your comedy genius. Thank um, you. <laughs> so, so let's do some shout outs. Aurelian, do you want to do some shout outs? Oh yeah. Um, um, shout out, of course, to the Resistance. Um, because uh, yeah, they're they're my guys. <laughs> and they're uh, the worst guys. 
and um, uh, shoutouts to uh, the French uh, XTC team and Orleans Sport Games. Uh, they really helped me uh, for Milan to prepare and think about the list and strategy. And oh, and if you uh, want, you guys, uh, I'll do my publicity a bit for the French uh, World Qualifier coming in uh, end of November. We have like 30 places uh, tickets left, so it's going to be great fun. I will maybe be streaming or participating either of those. So uh, Tim's coming. Tim's got booked himself some tickets. Um, he he sent me information, and I looked at it, and I thought, I know I can't because I'm going to Chicago, and f- other foreign holiday trips are um, not going to happen in yeah. the world if I could go. But yeah, it's in. Is it in um, Paris or is it somewhere else? Yeah, it's in Paris. We uh, had lots of problems finding a venue, but uh, we found a venue that could. Um, take 64 people and will be uh, mildly expensive but uh, it's like 50 euros but uh, both um, lunch are um, are uh, built in the price well that's good because so, every, everybody likes free food yeah so well free food but no uh, if you've if you've paid for it like three months before it's free food yeah. right so it's called girl it's, math. It's the best we could do, and uh, I'm quite happy we found something that was in Paris, because it was the great challenge. And yeah, if uh, it, trying to find something in Paris that's not covered in bedbugs is um, difficult at the moment. So we to be want... honest, it's bad, but not as bad <laughs> as uh, media makes uh, it th- uh, makes people think but yeah, it's think... not great either i'm not going to lie <laughs> i think tim tim mentioned that the uh the, the the price of it is actually fairly reasonable um so if you're traveling from the uk um he found i think it was a flight for 90 quid and 60 quid for a twin room for two nights so you know, you can for what's that, 120 pounds from the UK, uh, plus event ticket 170. Do two nights um, in France, and then you obviously only need your your wine and food budget for the evenings, um, because um, if you're in Paris, you have to drink wine. You're not allowed to drink other things. It's actually the there's a bar in the venue. So Ugh. no, I don't know I'm if it sells wine or just bars. beer. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's now in your uh, conditions of travel, isn't it, Liam? Yeah, no on-site bars for Liam. Not, not permitted in the country if he's going somewhere with a bar. Um, cool. Uh, so, yeah, um, French World's Qualifier. What was the date again? Twenty. Uh, uh, wait, let me... Uh, 25th 26th of November. Yeah, okay. And yeah. so... And uh, lastly, uh, thank you guys for having me. Uh, it was it's always uh, a blast to talk with you guys, and I like it. It's fun. You bring it. You bring a bit of class to proceedings. I'll be honest with you, Aurelian. Kind of thing. I will also What's like right? to say that every time I've played against Aurelian, has been wholesome, fun, and a very good game, despite any result that's happened. Thank you. Ah, <laughs> oh. oh, you're soft. Uh, Liam, have you any shout-outs or any chat you want to do? Uh, board in Brum. Uh, I want to shout-out Tim for dealing with me. Rich for dealing with me. Not Ben. He doesn't even bother turning up anymore. 
Uh, I'm going to shout out to Darren Granger as well for just being an all all round good chap. Uh, and the website for giving me a list of French words in the English dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering how you'd find so many so quickly. And I was like, oh, right, of course. Internet. <laughs> Um, there was 99 as well, so I could have gone on for a long time. Oh, fair enough. Um, I'm I'm sad that I I'm sad that I stopped you. I'm not. Tim's not. Uh, no, <laughs> nobody is. Um, so I just want to very quickly mention um, Sanctuary Games have rescheduled their store championship. It was scheduled to be, uh, I think, in mid-August, but they only got a handful of people signed up for it. Um, if you want to play against basically every player from Sheffield, because they're all going, there's like eight of them, um, and uh, then there's going to be uh, a couple of people from the Sith Takers are going over as well. Plus Darren um, is going to be there. Um, so you lucky, lucky people, you'll get to experience his um, joyful company. Um, they have got uh, uh, 16 players. Uh, I think they've got 17 signed up at the moment. Um, so yeah, it'd be great to um, it'd be great to see you guys coming over. Um, I think tickets are only ten pounds. Um, it starts at nine a.m. or nine thirty. They're looking uh, because they're going to try and get through uh, four rounds plus um, a bit of a cut as well. So um, yeah, there's going to be uh, it's going to be a good day. Um, I'm actually getting to go over, um, but I'm looking at the room and I'm like, oh, that's going to be a hard day. <laughs> so. <laughs> I think I'm going. It all depends if there's a few other people going. But now that I know that most of the Sheffield lot are going, I'm more inclined to because, I don't know, there's just a tiny bit of me. And by tiny bit, I mean 90% of me that just wants to stop Tom Veal getting an invite. He's, I think he's got another event between now and then. So I think he's hoping that he can have snagged an invite before this one. Um so, but there are a lot of people going to this who have invites already. So it's like if you're vaguely considering going to Worlds and you'd quite like to have an invite, it's actually one of those events where it might roll down quite far. Um, I know they've had a few of those in the South recently, what with Dom Flanagan just winning everything. But um, we've not had many in the North that have rolled down off the, the, the victory podium. So um, myself and Tim are definitely going with an eye on, on winning the invite. But I know that... Um, quite a few of the other players that are there um, are doing the same thing as well. So, um, yeah, cool. Um, so that's uh, that's that one. Um, and I mean, we we went off in a big mad run about NCX a couple of weeks ago, and then we've barely talked about it, even though the tournament's well and truly running. So we'll probably talk about that a little bit next week. But I'm just going to give a quick shout out to the Mon Calamari Seafood Consortium, um, who are my team who have basically put up with me. They've traded me off first order now, though. I'm, I'm on to Republic, so I'm a little bit happier uh, with what I'm doing. Um, right, cool. I think that's us done. Um, we've been waffling on. Well, I have. Um, so I'm going to say uh, goodbye from Liam. Toodles. I'm going to show how classy I am. Au revoir from Aurelian. Au revoir. <laughs> goodbye from me. Ta-da. Dans mon esprit tout divague, je me perds dans tes yeux, je me noie dans la vague de ton regard amoureux, je ne veux que ton âme divagant sur ma peau, une fleur, une femme dans ton cœur, Roméo, je ne suis que ton nom, le souffle.
You see me doing my proper French accent there, Rillian.